Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will continue our study of the Jewish people as seen in the life of Joseph. Today's message is available for free download at friendshipwithgod.org. Let's, uh, let's kind of think about this a little bit. If you turn back to, to Genesis, the, 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 uh, what he was referring to, we see that Joseph was a very unusual son. You remember Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. Jacob had uh, uh, Judah and Reuben and, uh, and Levi and so forth. One of the sons was Joseph. And always in the back of uh, the Abraham's mind, Isaac's mind, Jacob's mind, since the promise was given that the Jewish Messiah was going to come through them, they always wondered which one. Abraham had two sons. Abraham had, had uh, Isaac and he had Ishmael. God said, it's not coming through Ishmael, it's coming through Isaac. Well, Isaac had two sons, twins, Esau and Jacob. As a matter of fact, Isaac, well, Isaac was kind of a mama's boy, and so um, he was convinced that that man, that man of La Mancha, that man of Esau, he's the one. He's the one right there. He's the one the Messiah is coming through. Oh, he can hunt. He can hunt venison. He makes me savory meat. He's everything I never was. He's no mama's boy. He's the man. But God said, no, it's the other mama's boy, Jacob, your other son, coming through him. Oh, Jacob, he, he goes off and, and marries, um, well, he wanted to marry Rachel, but he ended up marrying Leah, and then he got Rachel, and he got two more handmaids, got four in his family, I'd never wished that on everybody. But anyway, it was quite a, let's just say a dysfunctional family. And uh, Jacob ends up with 12 sons. Oh boy, what a, what a brood those were. And one of them, he's sure the Messiah is going to come from this one. He's my favorite son. His name is Joseph. Matter of fact, I'm going to make him a coat of many colors because I'm favoring him. It's Joseph's the man. Well, Joseph, you know, Joseph, Joseph, he, he's just a great kid. And uh, God speaks to him, gives him a dream that he's going to be preeminent and uh, everybody's going to bow down to him and well, that creates a little bit of envy and jealousy. The brothers say, we're going to bow down to you. He's one of the youngest sons. We're going to bow down to you. And he said, yep. And so they didn't, they didn't like him. You know, it wasn't uh, until Jacob's deathbed in Genesis 49, when uh, at this time, skipping forward in the, in the history, all of the sons are together. And he's still wondering, why? Where's that Messiah going to come through? And he starts off, and he, this is deathbed. He calls all of his sons together to give him the last blessing. First one comes up, Reuben. He says, Reuben, you slept with my concubine. You're unstable. Can't be him. He comes to Levi and Simeon. He says, you killed a lot of people in Shechem. Cruelty. Oh, no. He's kind of going through each one. Joseph, yeah, you're going to prevail. No, no finally comes to one that was a sleeper. Actually hung out with prostitutes. Judah. He said, Judah, it's you. Zayata, it's you, Judah, it's you. The Messiah is going to come through you. He saw it. At that point, God opened his eyes. The Lord Jesus Christ came from the line of Judah. He was the lion of the tribe of Judah. And then it says three things happened to Jacob. He says, he pulled his feet into his bed, 
he gave up the ghost, and he was gathered to his people. Well, that's just a little bit of history of the background of the family there. But what happened, and we go to Genesis 37, verse 2, it says here about Joseph, these are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Brought their evil report to them. Oh, but they didn't like Joseph. He was a tattletale. Joseph is 17 years old, and now he's exercising somewhat of authority over them or telling on them. You know, it says in, in, in John 8.57 about the Lord Jesus Christ. It says that when they, when they taunted him, and, they said, and he said he knew Abraham, it says, Thou art not yet 50 years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? See, they're both... See, Joseph was 17 years old. The Lord Jesus Christ was probably 32 years old. And older ones than Joseph said, Who are you? You're 17 years old. And the scribes and the older ones in Israel said to the Lord Jesus Christ, Who are you? You're not even 50 years old. You know Abraham? There was, a, there, was a, there was a despisal of the youth. And then it says in verse 3 in Genesis 37, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his brethren, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. The father had a particular love for Joseph, had a particular love for him, more than all of his brethren, and he made him this coat of many colors. And, and so what, what does it say here in, in John 3.35 about the Lord Jesus Christ? It says, The Father loveth the Son and hath given all things into his hand. Joseph was loved by his father and had the coat of many colors above all of his brethren. God the Father loved the Lord Jesus Christ more than all others and had given all things into his hand. He was loved more. And then notice in verse 4, it says, And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak uh, peaceably unto him. What happened? Is that when they saw that the father loved him more than them, they hated Joseph and they could not, it doesn't say they would not, but they could not speak to him peaceably. It was impossible. It was impossible. And so what happened with the Lord Jesus Christ? He said, it's when he was delivered to be crucified in, in Matthew 27, 18, it says, Pilate, the Roman governor, he knew that for envy they had delivered him. He knew that was the reason why they did it. Because of envy. Because he was hated. And then what happened in verse 5 here with, jo- with Joseph? It says, and Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren... And they hated him yet the more. He dreamed a dream. Well, what was the dream? It was the dream that, 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 the, that they would bow down to him. So he tells that dream. He's just honest. He's just pouring out his heart. And he says, look, I dreamed this dream, and I see here that you're all going to bow down to me. Oh, this is a dream. This is they, they hated him because of this dream. What are you doing? They hated him because of this dream. And you didn't know what happened with the Lord Jesus Christ? When he was at his trial, they said, he said, you're going to see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of the power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Oh, when he said that at his trial, you know what they said? We hate him. We don't need anything more. He says, crucify him. Why? Joseph dreamed a dream. The Lord Jesus Christ told them the vision that you're going to see me coming in the clouds. 
sitting on the right hand of power. The dream. They hated the dream. And then it says in verse 18 here, it says, And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto him, they conspired against him to slay him. He hadn't even gotten there yet. And they're sitting there planning and they're conspiring. And they're saying, look, he's coming. He's coming. Come on, what are we going to do? So so they conspired against him before he got there. Conspiracy. And then you know what happened? Without him even being present there, Judas Iscariot went and met with the Jewish rulers there. And they said, he said, what will you give me? What will you give me? And I'll deliver him unto you 30 pieces of silver. A deal was made. A conspiracy. He wasn't even there. Both of them conspired against. And then notice in verse 19, it says, And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. So as he's approaching here, as Joseph is approaching his brethren, they said, Look, the dreamer's coming. The dreamer. They hated him because of the dreamer. And then you know what it says? It says there that uh, in John 8, 58 and 59, he said, If you don't believe that I am, that I am the I am, you'll die in your sins. And then he said, before Abraham was, I am. What? Before Abraham was, I am. He's the one who said, before Abraham was, I am. Who's the I am? The I am was really important in Israel's history. Because when Israel was, was, was in bondage down there in Egypt, and they were there for 400 years, and they were being systematically exterminated by the baby boys... And, and, and under hard rigor, you talk about it, there was an Egyptian concentration camp there. And so what happened is that they sighed and they cried out to God. And, and a man named Moses is walking by a bush. And, and all of a sudden he looks at this bush and it's burning and it's not being consumed. And he says, oh, that's interesting. And he kind of stops there a little bit. And the bush begins to speak to him. And he says, whoa. And he, and he, and he says, and, and he, he says, I'm sending you to go into Egypt and to take my people Israel out. And, and, and Moses says, I got a little bit of a credibility problem. Last time I went there and said, in the name of Moses, let's get these people out. They said, who's Moses? I'm on the run. So now who's gonna, who am I going to tell to send me? He says, I'll give you my credibility. He says, my name is I am. He said, you tell him, I am that I am. I am sent you. So Moses, he's walking to Egypt. And he's thinking, oh man, I am sent me. Okay, I am. I'm, I am sent me. I am sent me. And and it works. And he says, you know, he says, oh, it's not going to work. He says, you got a rod in your hand? He says, throw it down. He says, look, a snake. Oh, okay, that's good. I can do that. He says, you got your hand, put it in there. He says, now bring it out. It's leprous. Wow. Put it back in. It's good. He said, I am going to do it. Anyway, long history with the ten plagues. I am delivers them out. I am parts the Red Sea. I am kills Pharaoh's army. I am feeds them in the wilderness for 40 years. I am makes their shoes not wear out. I am takes care of them. I am conquers their enemy. It's all about I am. All of a sudden, he says to them, before Abraham was, I am. What? I am the dreamer. Verse 20. Come now, therefore, they said, let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we'll say, some evil beast hath devoured him. And we'll see what will become of his, his, um, his dreams. That was what the brethren said. That's what they said. He says, come on now. He says, here's what we're going to do. We've got a plan. He says, let's kill him. And then we'll put the blood of some beast and so forth. And we'll just say, all right, look, some evil beast has done this. Look at his coat. 
We'll just make up this story. We'll say, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. That's what they said. And you know what happened when, when, um, when, they, uh, <clears throat> when he was crucified and put into, a, uh, into the tomb? He said, uh, look, he said, uh, all right, he was raised from the dead. The tomb's empty. But then they said, you know what? We're going to give you a large sum of money, Roman soldiers, and we're going to say to you, you say that the disciples came and stole him away by night. There was a book about that called The Passover Plot. He says, you say the disciples came by night and stole him at night. Don't worry. We'll secure all of your, the people who have authority over you with money, so you'll be safe. We will say he's gone. Dead. We will say he didn't rise from the dead. He was stolen by the, the disciples. He's gone. He's dead. We will say. It was all about we will say. And then in verse 23, about Joseph, it says, And it came to pass when Joseph was coming to his brethren that they stripped him out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. They took him. They said, All right, here, let me, that coat does his coat. And they took, they stripped him out of the coat. And when he was on the cross, remember what happened? They took his coat. They said, Oh, it's such a nice coat. We don't want to tear this coat up. We'll tear up all the other coats, make four parts. Not that coat. Says, Let's gamble for it. And it says that. It just records that. It says that he, he was stripped out of his coat in John 19, 23. And they gambled for it. Verse 24. This is verse 24. It says, And they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. There was no, it was a desert. Joseph was in the, in the pit. There was no water in there. He was thirsting to death. There's no water in this pit. They didn't say, oh, Joseph, let's lower you down very gently now, Joseph. You have everything you need down there? A little bit of water, a little bit of food? No! They threw him down in the pit, and it says there was no water in it. You know what the Lord Jesus Christ died from, actually? In John 19, 28, also recorded in Psalm 22, 15. Thirst. He said on the cross... I thirst. Now, when he was first put to the cross, because it was such a horrible death, they made a concoction up normally of vinegar and gall. It was kind of a narcotic. It was kind of a narcotic. And they offered that to him at the beginning. He said, look, you, you, you probably drink this, what you're going to go through, you don't want to go through in your right mind. And you know what it says he did? It says that when he tasted it and knew what it was, he refused to drink. Why? He refused to drink because he came to that cross not as a martyr, not as someone who had been dragged there unwillingly. He came to that cross willingly, laying down his life with a great work to do, the work of atonement. And he was working hard at that, on that cross, making atonement for sin. He was taking the sin of other people on him, and he said, I'm going to go through this work with my full consciousness Irregardless of what I have to feel, I'm going to be mentally there. I'm going to be physically as much as I can there. I'm not taking the narcotic. You know, you and I, when we start to die, the first thing we call for is morphine, morphine, bring more morphine, during the morphine. He said, no morphine. He said, I'm going through this this way. Even though the liquid part was what he needed because he was thirsty and he was thirsting. As a matter of fact, what it says in Psalm 22, which is another description of when he died, is it says, it says, my strength is dried up like a pottery, like a broken piece of pottery. And it says, my tongue cleaves to my jaws, and you've brought me into the dust of death. In other words, he was so dried out and dehydrated that from the cross, when he looked down on there, he said, 
I feel like a piece of, of, of broke up, broken up uh, pottery, like that pottery down there. And he says, my tongue, I can't talk. His tongue cleaved to his jaws. He was so dried out, he couldn't talk. And he said, he said, uh, he said you brought me into the dust of death. What a description, the dust of death. He could smell it and everything. The point was, is that he was so dehydrated, his tongue couldn't speak. At the end, when he was all done, and the, and the work of redemption was done. The work of atonement was done. And he wanted to cry out the victory cry that it's finished. He took the liquid at that point. Not enough to get into his system, but just enough to free up his tongue so he could say, it's finished. The work of our redemption was finished. But he died of thirst. He died of thirst. The Lord Jesus Christ died of thirst when he was on the cross. He was dehydrated. When the Roman soldier came and said, I don't think we need to break this guy's bones. He looks pretty dead. And another one said, well, look, let me take my spear and we'll just make sure. And they jabbed the spear up into his side. You know what came out? A mixture of blood and water. The edemic water had sapped out of his tissues and there was a mixture of blood and water. And from his heart, his pericardial sac was filled with blood and water. All the water was drained out of him inside of his body because of the trauma and shock. And that leaves a, 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 a death by dehydration or a death by thirst. That's what he died of. You remember? There was no water in the pit for Joseph. It says that specifically. And then what happened? In verse 24, it says here, sorry, verse 25, about Joseph. And they sat down to eat bread. They sat down to eat bread. They're brothers in the pit. They're they're killing their brother. They left him there with no water. They intend to kill him. They don't know what they're going to do. And they sit down to eat eat lunch. It's like, "Ah, anybody bring you sandwiches? Let's uh, let's eat lunch. This is, oh, so what's new? I was like, no big thing. They just sat down to eat bread. You know what it says here? It says in Matthew 27, 36, when the Lord Jesus Christ is on the cross, are they sitting there saying, oh my God, this is God who's come in the flesh. This is, this is the Messiah. Look, he's dying for our sins. Whoa, this is a big moment of state. This is all of history. It's like, ow. Oh. It says in Matthew 27, 36, it says, sitting down there, they watched him. Sitting down, they watched him there. This is, yeah. What's new? Oh, it's gonna be a crucifixion. Oh, okay. No, let's sit down and watch it. Hmm. Anybody bring any bread? And they watched him. They sat down. Let's eat some bread. Ah, Joseph. Ah, ah Jesus of Nazareth. Ah. Casual. Just casual. Nothing shook them. Ah. And then it says, verse 25, And they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites from Gilead with their camels bearing spices and balm and myrrh going down to carry it down to Egypt. Oh, look! Here comes the Ishmaelites. Oh, look! The non-Jews. The, 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 the non-Hebrews. The Ishmaelites. You know who killed the Jewish Messiah? It wasn't the Jews. You know whose hands nailed him to a cross? You know whose officers arrested, beat him, stripped him, 
scourged him, put a crown of thorns on him, did the dirty work. Not Jews. Romans. They're Romans. Non-Jews. Ishmaelites. Ishmaelites did that. As a matter of fact, when they brought the Lord, when, when, the, when, the, when the Jewish leaders brought the Lord Jesus Christ, the Jewish Messiah, to the Roman governor at that time, to Pilate, you know what Pilate said to them? What? Am I circumcised? Are you, you a bunch of circumcised men there? You, you, you'd say, you Jews? He says, this, what, what's, what's the issue? We have a law. You have a law? He says, take you him and crucify him. I don't find any fault in him. You do what you're going to do. You want to kill him? You kill him. But they said, no. Not Jewish hands. Non-Jewish hands. Listen, maybe we should just kill him ourselves and just put some blood on the, on the coat and we'll just say something out. No. Not Jewish hands. Ishmaelites. They'll do it. Then what happened? And it says here in uh, verse 26, And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his bread? Oh, you love it, the Jewish business coming out. What profit? Where's the profit? Oh, yes. God said to Amos, Amos, I'm going to make you a prophet. It's about time I've always been wanting to make a prophet. Anyway, so Judas, Judah, he says, wait a minute, wait a minute. He says, we, we kill him. We don't need any prophet. Here's an opportunity, boys. Here comes, the, here comes the, 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 the Gentiles. We can make some money. So they sold him. Matthew 26, 15, the Lord Jesus Christ, Judas Iscariot, who was stealing money out of the bag, said, I can make some money out of this. Well, I've spent a lot of my time here with this man. I can make some money. I can make 30 pieces of silver out of this. Come on. Don't let this opportunity come. He sold them for 30 pieces of silver. 27, come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him. Let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother in our flesh, and his brethren were content. See, Judas says, no, not our hands. Not our hands. We just got to get rid of him, but, but not with our hands. Not with our hands. Come on, he's still, he's still our brother. He said, he said, I don't want this blood on my hands. Let's take the money, but da, da, da. John eighteen twenty eight, And they brought him to Pilate. He's Jewish. We're not going to do this. Not our hands. Tom, as a Gentile believer, I'm always amazed at the response of the Jewish people towards the gospel. I can't understand why they don't get it. Why do they not just get it? Yeah, well, that's the big question. Why don't they get it? I ask that same question myself as a Jewish believer. Why don't they get it? Why can't you see it? It's so obvious. What is the issue? You know, this is where it really comes in, this matter of prejudice. And they're prejudiced about what? Just about everything. And in Mark chapter 6, verse 3, when, the, when his enemies, the Jewish uh, leaders, were speaking among themselves and really evaluating their own response to him, and they justify their response by saying, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. So what were they offended at? They were offended at his job. A carpenter? Just a carpenter? 
Not even a, a, an assistant rabbi, not a rabbi. He's a carpenter. No, we're not going to be following a carpenter. And then Mary, the son of Mary, she's young. She's not prominent. What are you talking about? Not the son of Mary. And look at his brothers, James and Joseph and Judah. We can't be following them. And Simon. And, not, and his sisters, look, they're here with us. There's nothing special here. See, because of his family... They said they were offended at him because of his physical appearance in Isaiah 53, where it says that he had no form nor comeliness, no beauty that we should desire him. Therefore, that was the explanation for why it says he was despised and rejected of men. Why was he despised? Why was he not accepted? Why was he rejected? Because of what they saw on the outside. They saw a person that, well, you know, he doesn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's nothing to write home about here, nothing special. So, no, we don't accept them. We reject them. We despise them. Oh, look, Carpenter, that's such a, a meanly job and, and, and his family. And they were offended. It's the same way today. Nothing has changed, nothing at all. But that's God because God is meek and lowly in heart. God is humble. And if you want to be friends with God, you got to be humble like God, because that's who God is. Thank you for joining us today. Tomorrow, Tom Cantor will continue with our study of the Jewish people as seen in the life of Joseph. If you'd like to learn more about Tom Cantor or Israel Restoration Ministries, visit friendshipwithgod.org. There you'll find more resources to help you with your friendship with God. Thank you for listening, and join us again tomorrow at the same time.